I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, are we ready? I'm ready if y'all are. I'm ready. I did say ready. Are you ready? <laughs> I did say that. Yeah? Right. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. B-I-G! I don't want to put all my uh, chickens into one egg and let it hatch into, I don't know, a, a dinosaur. Though I haven't figured out what your friend's problem is. I just smoke a lot of dough. Social media told you that people didn't like me, but everybody loves me. Everybody loves Jay. But if you read social media, it makes you think something different. I am the best living recording artist. I was not aware of that. And now, we are f***ed. We are so f***ed. Dude, we are so f***ed. Or are we? Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. A uh, brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday morning, the 15th of October. It's uh, a good one. That strong start out of the gate reminded me we need to play that uh, new moment with. Could we bring that up, Chip? That might be a good way to get us going here on a Monday. I mean, no. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Uh, we have uh, tickets. For, no, we uh, we have uh, Black Hawk. Should uh-huh. I start again? That was a moment with Kevin. Wish I would have first finished that word. <laughs> yeah. I was very interested in that prize. <laughs> yes, you were. I saw you get your phone out. Right? How was everybody's weekend? Great. All right. Oh. Yeah. That didn't sound great. Well, I had no. Drake tickets that I bought five months oh, ago. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you're looking forward yeah, to that. that yeah, sucked. Oh, my... I'm sorry. I thought that was the bummer uh, part. No, Drake is good. <laughs> I love Drake. You should. He's an incredible artist. I love him. Had... 13-year-old girls. No, love listen. Had Drake tickets, bought them five months ago before the schedule of waking up at ah. 4.30. Uh. Mm-hmm. Got there. Left very early. Like, like, oh. what, I, like a parent. Yeah. Like an hour in. Now, this was Friday. <laughs> An this hour in. He's yeah. disgusted with himself. I, I am. It was a different me. This was Friday night? Yeah. Could you have uh, napped at any point on Friday? Or no? That no. was not a possibility. No. Okay. What about today? I can nap today. Well, that okay. doesn't help him today. No, no. It, it does for me. If I know I'm going to be tired, I go, all right, I'll be tired for a morning. But then I can nap and I'll catch up. Well, I got fun. my sleep over the weekend. Okay. But yeah. I, yeah. I ruined it for Drake. Yeah. Friday yeah, nights put. can be tough. Yeah, Drake and I had no... Ex- no, we didn't share an experience. Oh. Um, now, um, what would your reaction have been had you been there when he brought out his quote-unquote special guest? Uh, see, that's the thing, is I probably would have booed. And right. my, and my mm-hmm. section probably would have been like, get out of here! And then I would have <laughs> had to leave anyway. But he brought out Chris Brown on Friday night, mm. and I'm not happy to see Chris Brown. I don't think we should give him any redeeming story. And uh, he got one on Friday night. So, boo! I, here's my version of what I would have done. Okay. Boo! 
Chris Brown's garbage. And then people would have been like, why is that dad yelling at Drake? <laughs> Did you hear from other people who were there whether he was well-received or oh, not? Are people, people he was, welcoming him back? Yeah, very well-received. Really? Yeah, the place went insane. Like, it but, was, you know, coming of Christ. Why is, uh, why is Drake... Doesn't Drake love Rihanna more than anything in the world? Yes. I don't think Rihanna loves Drake more than right. anything in the world. Right. Drake adores Rihanna, so you would think that Chris Brown would forever be on his ass list. What, what, uh, how do they get know. back together? They're sort of, I mean, Rihanna and Drake have always sort of been like Charlie Brown and Lucy, isn't it? <laughs> right? And I think that at a certain point, Charlie Brown's like, yeah, forget Lucy, and then, and then goes off with Pigpen. And I think that's kind of what happened here. If that's uh, a bad Chris example. Chris Brown is pig pen. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. figure that out later. Now, I'll yeah. write down a flow chart. <laughs> yeah. But I just think it's like, you know, he probably got so mad at being rejected. He was like, well, I'm going to hang out with the enemy then. Mm. And it's just gross. If you say you loved Rihanna at one time, you yeah. wouldn't go hang out with her abuser. Right. Yeah. That's that's yeah, very true. confusing to me. The whole thing is very confusing. And also in this time of Me Too and all these great things going on, it's like we have photos of Rihanna's face. What are we, why are we not questioning right. this one? How was the hour you saw? It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds like a big night for Jensen on Friday. Yeah, I have a uh, an interesting story to start. It's been a while since we've done this uh, phone topic of people who are obsessed with eating a particular food. Um, we've done this before, where people call in and they just have this one food that they eat every single day. Are we all right there, Kevin? Yeah. Okay. Um, his name is Mike Roman. He has been eating pizza for dinner every night. Since he was four years old, he's now 41. Yay! Every night. Yes. Huh. What kind of pizza? For different? 37 great questions. Different? 37 years of pizza. Like, <laughs> yeah, it like, matters. Well, no, I'm wondering. Pizza Hut, Domino's, DiGiorno, like, is he flipping it around? It's interesting you should ask that question. He is in the New York area. He prefers to go out for pizza instead of cooking it at home. He only eats plain pizza with no toppings, Ugh. which I assume means cheese, right? Just yeah. cheese? Okay. Yeah. He uh, doesn't really uh, go to the chain pizzerias. He goes to ones we haven't heard of in uh, the New York, New Jersey area, Kinchley's Tavern, Lido Restaurant, and Joseph Pizza are his favorites. He started when he was four years old. He said that uh, his mom let him eat pizza for dinner every night. In his grade school days, though, he would have a peanut butter sandwich every single day for lunch. But then when he started working, when he became, you know, 18, 19 and got a job, he started having pizza for lunch also. Is this an OCD thing? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Does it say if he doesn't eat pizza, his mom will die? <laughs> that's, that's kind of the situation he's in here. It's like speed for pizza. It is a strange food addiction for sure. Now he is back, though, however. Recently, he has gone back to eating peanut butter and bread. By the way, no mention of jelly, just peanut butter mm. and bread for lunch. Something happened in this guy's childhood. Yeah. And he still eats pizza every single night uh, for dinner. When's he mixing in a vegetable? Doesn't say anything about vegetables, but it does say that he... I'm concerned yeah, for him. Yeah, but what in this story makes you think he would go with vegetables? I feel like at some point he needs maybe a stick of celery. Well, not at celery. At some point That's he needs to not eat pizza water. every night. Yes, I would think so. Yeah. He, it, by the way, it, he says that uh, he has no health problems to speak of. He manages to maintain a normal weight despite eating pizza every day. He says his pizza obsession is just an extension of his way of life. Apparently, he listens to the same bands and watches the same movies and, t and TV shows as he did as a kid his whole life. He's He's got to be stuck in... Some, there's some sort of regression going on here, right? Where he can't get out of being a kid, maybe? 
Yeah. Something like there, ha- something yeah, happens. Sounds yeah, dramatic, I think so. actually. Like there are a bunch of kids who think when I get to be an adult, I'm going to eat nothing but ice cream. Yeah, that's what your six-year-old mind thinks. Right. Yeah. And Ke- Kevin obviously has figured out a way to do that, but most <laughs> people don't. Most people go out and do something else. Now, you may be curious, Allie, how he goes on dates. I he wasn't. Says, he, says, <laughs> <laughs> he says that he is always up front with the ladies about his obsession. He says, I let them know right away I don't want to scare them. He is now married, however. Did what? He have, did he have pizza for dinner on his wedding day? Yes, he did. He also had it at the cocktail hour and for lunch that day. And on his honeymoon, he went to Aruba and still had pizza every night for dinner on his honeymoon. What a catch, right? (laughs) (laughs) Pizza every day for, what, 37 years? Yes. I mean, start questioning his, like, priest and uh, little league coach. It's crazy. Something happened. Something Something happened. He seems very happy with it. But sure. I'm, so from, would you if you acted nine for the rest of your life? <laughs> I'm just saying from the outside, from this reporter, it does seem a little odd. Yeah. Hmm. So Super odd. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe uh, maybe it's time to revisit that uh, topic. Maybe we can find out what causes somebody to go on a food tear like this. I go on food tears, but they're, I mean, they can be a month, but... Mm-hmm. Except 37 years seems ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, you've had you've gone through a streak where you just can't resist the McDonald's French fries every day on your way home. I mean, right? yeah, <laughs> I really have. They're really Those good. Those are some good fries. They are some real good fries, right? Uh, Jensen, what'd you do to your face? What? What happened? What? Oh, you shaved? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my god, I was so nervous. Looks- that I was going <laughs> to touch my face Sorry. and blood was going to no, pour it's out. Just, of it. it looks weird. That's no, all. I shaved. Okay. It looks, it weird. looks weird. It looks weird. Do I? Do I look younger or stranger? I didn't notice anything different. Huh. Oh, wow. Well, I'm never shaving again. Okay. I'm going to come in here one week. I'm going to look like Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. Yeah, I'm going to be like, hey, guys. Did uh, you have a beard before? I always have stubble. Okay. I'm like, uh, you know, like a like Armenian Best Buy employee. Got you know it. what I mean? Okay. Like, I'm like, you could buy the stereo. You know that kind of stubble? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? No one asked for this. Man Money Smith talking Dodgers mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We have great news at his, uh, as it is Monday. We have Andrew Siciliano from the NFL talking about week six. We have uh, Stephanie Snowden from The Ringer who is telling us about, you know, when Fortnite takes over, the, when any video game takes over the world, it just gets to be too much and people have to start clamping down on it because they get upset. Yeah. And there's a team in the NHL at the very least that is banning their players from playing Fortnite. Seems like they That's... shouldn't have to do that if they're professionals, yeah. but they do. Seems extreme. It does, yeah. Uh, cheers with beer mode on offensive Halloween costumes today. Uh, and Jensen has uh, his YouTube fine mm-hmm. today as well. So that's coming up. We will take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? I like that we're all putting on, you know, a, a happy face today, even though I know I know we're emotionally devastated. Well, we have to go on. We can't, we can't just not show up for work because we're sad. Did you think about calling in sick, though? I did. Yeah, a little bit? I did. I said to Donna, I said to Donna this morning, my alarm went off and I said, why do we even bother? Right. When love is dead, mm-hmm. what's the point of getting up and making ha-ha? Yeah, it's true. And making ha-ha. Never say that. Ever, really. That would be great. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, well, you're lucky. Because up until now, you didn't know. But now you're going to be the person that will be forever burned in their mind that broke them this news. I feel like they need to know. And it's okay, okay that it's coming from me. All right. But you guys... Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson have broken up after, no! yeah, after five months of dating. No! 
I know. Allow yourself to feel. Mm-hmm. It's hard. What? That was a <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's reacting, even in galaxies far, far away. Love is dead. Really is. <laughs> We shouldn't be laughing. Right. See? That baby. Just finding out. Insiders close to the former couple said that they split sometime over the weekend. I think uh, we all knew it would happen. Maybe Mm -hmm. just not this soon. And all I'm thinking about is Piggy Smalls. Of course. Right? Of course, yeah. You have to think about the pigs. Please, Ariana, get custody of Piggy Smalls. I don't trust Pete Davidson to keep anything alive. Yeah, I think Pete yeah. Davidson's going to be having bacon, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I I'm don't. afraid so. Well, he's going to kill the pig, uh-huh. and then he's going to eat the pig. Oh. Uh, I do think celebrity couples that get names, like, uh, you know, Brangelina, uh-huh. or like, what was J-Lo and ben- Benifer? Benifer. This mm-hmm. one was very easy for me. What was yeah. it? Just psychopaths. That oh, was, yeah, yeah, just that was Catchy. the name. Yeah, that was just what I called it. Yeah, this this was a just a bad situation. And I'm gonna say right now, the poor girl has had quite the emotional roller roller coaster lately. Yeah. I think maybe the best thing for her date again, date time. again. Nope, oh. no, take some time. Really take some stock of your life and some inventory. I have a theory with Piggy. I have a theory. You have a theory yes. on why? I do. I okay. gave this. I gave this a lot of thought over the weekend, as we all did. Sure. Uh-huh. When Mac Miller died, mm-hmm. she was devastated. Obviously, they mm-hmm. were together for a while, right? Yeah, yeah a couple, couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Couple of years. Yeah. She realized. She will never feel about Pete Davidson the way she feel about Mac Miller because that was true love. And that's what that's what precipitated this breakup. Is she said, you know what? That's the kind of love I deserve, the kind of love I had with Mac. What am I doing wasting my time with Pete Davidson? Hmm. Hmm. I put, put a lot of thought yeah. into it. All right. That, that could very well be it. Or she just woke up one day and looked at him and was like, what am I doing? <laughs> He's gray. Really? He's his, gray? Why is his skin so gray? Oh, I don't know. I've never I'm noticed concerned. that. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's it's something's off. And you think that's why they broke yes. up? Yes. <laughs> he's like, gray. Oh, God, he's gray. I can't deal with the Moving grayness on. every day. <laughs> or maybe she uh. saw him on Saturday Night Live and realizes he does nothing on that show. Oh, wrong. He smiles, Bean. He does smile. But also, he, like, the the premiere this year, didn't he do a bunch of Ariana jokes? Yes. Yeah, he, he did a whole segment on what I did over the summer. That's yeah. a great uh, point you're making right now, because it seems like he just talked about her like an object, not as a real human being. It was like every one of his jokes and every one of his interviews, he always made it about her, which it didn't seem like there was anything really of substance there. No, love is dead. Yeah. Speaking of piggy smalls, dude's got to have a huge hog, right? A piggy? Is that what? I'm talking about Pete. Pete. Yeah. Oh, Pete. Okay. That's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, I would assume. I hadn't really given his groin any thought. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. I have now. I'll tell tell you off air why I think that. Um, Hey, anyone see any movies this weekend? 
Saw First Man. You did? Yes. What'd you think? In the dome, by the way. That's the way to see that movie. Yeah. It's amazing. Is it? Yes. Ryan Gosling. Couldn't find anything wrong with that movie. I wasn't, I don't try to pick holes in movies. For the most part, I'm Mm -hmm. sort of rooting for them because I want to have a good time. It's great. Excellent. There's no possible way we should have landed on the moon. No. Absolutely not. No possible way. Yeah, but have you guys seen A Star is Born? Uh, Lady Gaga. (laughs) Good Lord. Good Lord. Well, uh, First Man didn't perform as well as they thought it would at the box office. Venom came in number one, another $35.7 million. A Star is Born. Jensen, you go again? It's a great film. Bradley uh-huh. Cooper right. it has an addiction. All right. Okay. $28 million. That's By insane. Way, that's also where some of the first man dollars went. Is I think there's a similar demographic there with older people. Mm-hmm. And I think first man's going to have legs, as is the third one. I think both of sure. those movies are going to be movies that are going to be playing for a couple of months. I mean... Like I said, Venom was number one. Well, so I'm playing. First Man came in at number three with 16.5 million, followed by Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, and rounding out the top five, Smallfoot. It's about a tiny foot. <laughs> I don't think that's Why what they rename movie. it. I don't think sure? that's what the movie's about. No? <laughs> no, a one tiny foot? Just one. And you follow it on a journey? Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's about. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm going to source that. All right. Some birthdays for you. Dominic West. You guys know who he is? Um, no. From actor. The, yeah, an yeah. actor. He was uh, Detective Jimmy McNulty on The Wire. Okay. Not for you, Oh, Jensen. yes. The Affair? And The Affair. That's right. Very well done. That's right. I We've discussed The Affair. It's not great, but I watch it every single Sunday that it's on. <laughs> it's time to watch a show that's not great. I can't figure it out. Okay. It's bizarre. Penny Marshall, director. Also, Laverne. Mm-hmm. From Laverne and Shirley. Shlemiel, Shlemazel. Who's with me? And good lord, speaking of hogs, genuine, right? <laughs> Woo! You ever see that picture, Jensen? No. Oh, um, someone will pull it up for you. <laughs> I'm just saying, it changed my life. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. Look. Look, Matt Money Smith is on the phone for the Pet Shop Money Radio Show on AM570, and he's going to back me up on this. Me talking about the free burger promotion in Wisconsin hmm, hmm. on Friday yeah. hmm. had nothing to hmm. do with the Dodgers losing game one of the playoffs. Hmm. It had nothing. Look, it was Matt, Bean's fault, everyone. My social media sure thought so. <laughs> Matt, you have dealt with curses for years on the Petro Sobeti radio show. Please get me off the hook here. You and I talking about the well, pronunciation of Milwaukee didn't have anything to do with the Dodgers losing game one. We can't affect it, right? Were we on the air Saturday? Good uh, point. Um, no, we uh, weren't. We, we, we weren't. If, if the Dodgers went on Saturday. Mm, okay, yes, they don't. Did. Don't be okay, that guy, Matt. I mean, look, don't well, be I really that guy. I really have to spell this out for you. I'm like <laughs> right in front of you, Bean. <laughs> Not how you thought it would work out, was it? No, I thought uh, I was getting some backup here. <laughs> so many intriguing storylines. Both of these uh, series right now, the ALCS and the NLCS, are turning out to be really, really fun. What are your takeaways from the weekend, Matt? Well, that they had to win Saturday. Um, you know, we talked about it on Friday, the, not to get too baseball technical, but that the, the Brewers are bullpenning and they're, you know, although Saturday had a starter that ended up going kind of deep into the game, but that was the game they weren't going to face 
um, you know, the best reliever in the game, old dirty hippie hater, and his long hair and his 150-mile-an-hour fastball that no one can hit right now. So they had to take advantage of that, that that guy had to miss that game because he just can't pitch on back-to-back days. So you know he's going to be out there tonight, and you know you got to have a lead before they have an opportunity to go to him or else things get awfully tough when it comes to that Milwaukee bullpen. And so, I, you know, to me, that and that's Justin Turner, right, in, in, in a nutshell, the last three years. I mean, he has been their most, while everybody else gets celebrated, you know, Puig's the most popular, Manny Machado's the shiny new toy that everybody wants to talk about. I mean, Justin Turner is their best player, period. Can I ask, uh, a, most, yeah. can I ask a stupid uh, question about baseball? It, it only matters if they hit a home run now. It doesn't seem like anyone... Is going for a single, double, triple. It's just a swing for the fences every single time. There were several. There were a couple times this weekend where the bases were loaded for both teams. So, I mean, they there was a little bit of that. But in general, that's definitely the direction the game has gone is home runner strikeout. Absolutely. Right. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, and the Dodgers were held down on their home runs a little bit compared to a usual series, I felt. Didn't you, Matt? Yeah. Um, and, and, again, you know, the Brewers have the best bullpen. So, I mean, in terms of their home runs, I mean, they hit big home runs against Atlanta. Manny Machado hit a couple of big ones. So, no question. I mean, it is it is a home runner strikeout league now. And a lot of that has to do, and again, this is kind of getting a little too part in the fun inside baseball, but they're, they're doing what's called shifts. If people follow baseball, they know it sounds stupid that I try to explain it. But, yeah, they move players around now based on analytics and data points where they know, hey, this person, he makes contact, he is going to hit it to this portion of the field, this percentage of the time. So the guy that normally plays second base is now playing short center field. The guy that plays first base is now playing deep short, and it's hard to get a hit, you know? So they, you know, for the most part, Andrew Friedman, who's the president of the Dodgers, and Farhan Zaidi, who's got a degree from MIT and Cal in mathematics, they deploy it as well, and they've determined, you know what, we're going to sign a bunch of, what'd you say? Nerd. (laughs) I was kidding. Don't don't email me. No, no, you listen here, Allie, all right? You you can't all be meatheads. All right? (laughs) It's just not a meathead sport anymore. It's a thinking man's sport now. It's a round ball and a round bat. It's a a sport of failure. What's happening? You need math. You brought up uh, you brought up Justin Turner. He had uh, four strikeouts on Friday night, Mm. which has never happened at any point in his career after almost a thousand games. And then he turned out to be the hero of the weekend. Here he is from Saturday. Justin Turner, after a frustrating night last night, goes deep to give L.A. a 4-3 lead. Ginger Jesus rose again, everybody. (laughs) Right. Now, did Dave Roberts tell his team, hey, no runs before the eighth inning, guys. That's the strategy (laughs) we're employing here in Milwaukee. It's the the equivalent of Muhammad Ali's rope-a-dope. You know, you just... (laughs) Like, hey, you guys, just throw your punches. Think you got this wrapped up, and then bang! When we only have four outs left, we're gonna put it on you. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. I'd like to see him alter that. Maybe, maybe shift that a little bit for the home games. These middle three will be played today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, yeah, no I want to ask you about two other things real quick. And, again, this is the voice of our friend Matt Money-Smith from the Petros Money Radio Show on your Dodger station, AM uh, 570 LA Sports. First of all, 
Um, Yasiel Puig, he strikes out with the bases loaded, which has to be the most frustrating thing as a baseball player in the playoffs, obviously. Then he breaks the bat over his knee. Now, that's becoming pretty common in the major leagues. Have you ever tried it? How hard is that to do, Matt? Have you ever seen my legs? The bat is the bat is thicker than my legs. You do <laughs> have little chicken legs. You do. <laughs> yes. If I tried to break the bat over my legs, my leg would shatter and the bat would still be intact. That's being so setting no, you I, up. <laughs> I, I've never tried it. And and uh, two, the Puig licks his back. Yeah, he, he does. Kisses his hitting coach. I mean, Puig definitely. I, I don't think it's all that commonplace. I think you see it in the highlights. Because yeah, we've seen Matt Kemp do it right? before, yeah. Yeah, guy strikes out and they'll replay that. Um, but yeah, I think I think unfortunately for uh, for us, you listen, kids, you know, we need more trees in this world. And the more bats we break, the more trees yeah. have to yeah, be don't cut waste down them. to make more bats. So don't waste I'm probably not try that, and especially if you have bird legs like I do, you're just going to end up in the hospital with a cast. All right, last so. uh, last question for me. How historically bad was the Dodger catcher? Is it Grandal on Friday oh, night? Wow. How historically yeah, yeah, bad was yeah, that? Monty Grandal. Yeah, um, it, it was one for the for the record books, no question. And, you know, you credit Clayton Kershaw, who it has been so embattled in the postseason, and it's it very – you know, he's he's been the best pitcher of his generation. I, I think most people would, would be comfortable not arguing that. But in the playoffs, he has struggled. So to have him come out of that game, his first start in the NLCS, and, and be a victim, a loss, you know, he gets tagged with that loss because of three pass balls and two errors in the field. How about uh, that? That's that's a tough thing to deal with in, when you're in three innings. Not, in three innings, it, Kevin, three pass balls yeah. and two errors. Wow. It was a uh, it was a bad and look it's people people get excited about home runs and pitchers and strikeouts it's defense too you know if you have a, a team behind you that is not playing good defense uh, you're going to have problems and you just saw that look we saw that on Saturday right you had that kind of weird little infield hit by Chris Taylor that prolonged that inning and allowed Justin Furr to hit that two run home run so it. it it happens. I mean, well, like, it, that, that's such a stupid thing to say. It happens. Well, no crap, it happens. It is a very exciting game. Three of the NLCS is going to be this afternoon at 430. And one more thing before you go, Matt, and that is you're going to London next weekend. Yeah, I just got back from Cleveland. That's why maybe I'm a little foggy right now. I, I didn't get to bed till about uh, midnight. But, yeah, we got you're back welcome. from Cleveland. Chargers, <laughs> had a, uh, yeah, Chargers had a big win there. They're 4-2 now and headed over to London to play the Titans. On uh, Sunday, I think 10 a.m. our time. So That's amazing. head over there on Thursday. Yeah, Matt, really cool. I'm very Matt, excited. Matt, of course, is the voice of the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, I hope it's a more exciting game for the fans in Britain than the Seattle Seahawks Raiders game was yesterday. <laughs> Have a. You know, uh, may the Raiders just end their season now. <laughs> may, may they just call it off now. Have a, a, great, uh, a great trip if we don't talk to you before then, and we appreciate you jumping on and talking Dodgers. Thanks so much, Matt. You got it. Thanks, All right. Matt. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. First, though, it's time for great news. My bad. Do it again. <sighs> great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. If you watch the news, which I don't because it's too depressing, mm -hmm. you get depressed because there's just negative story after negative story after negative story. But isn't there another reason, truthfully, that you don't watch the news, Kevin? 
yeah, because the news can be all right. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. Exactly. <laughs> Mine comes from uh, just last week. So we try to bring you stories of inspiration is the point of that. Just last week, cross-country runner becomes Nike's first professional athlete with cerebral palsy which was really cool. I don't know if you guys have seen this video. He's in Oregon. Uh, he broke down in tears when he was surprised with the news that he will become the first professional Nike athlete in history with cerebral palsy. His name is Justin Gallegos. He's 20 years old, and he goes to the University of Oregon, and here's his story. This is a young man who signed now a deal as a runner who not too long ago as a kid struggled to even walk. 20-year-old Justin Gallegos just wants to run. He won't let anything stop him. Not even cerebral palsy, a neurological disorder that affects muscle coordination, which makes every step a challenge for him. Justin's love for running has led him to partner with Nike to develop a running shoe for athletes with disabilities. When you see this video and you see him run and you see the sort of the devastation that cerebral palsy has caused his body, every step is difficult and he just wants to be a runner. Yeah, it's amazing video. And you'll hear in this uh, interview with him, him speaking, you'll hear how much it has affected him. It may not feel like a shoe can change you or impact you, but this shoe has definitely helped in my training. Now the University of Oregon sophomore is making history, becoming the first athlete with cerebral palsy to sign a contract with Nike. He learned the news when he crossed the finish line of what he thought was a regular training run. Exhausted, this happened. He posted a photo, signing the contract on Instagram and wrote, Growing up with a disability, the thought of becoming a professional athlete is, as I have said before, like the thought of climbing Mount Everest. Justin wrote, hard work pays off. Thank you, everyone, for helping show the world that there is no such thing as a disability. It's awesome. a beautiful story. It's a very sweet story, and I'm happy to see Nike take some time away from burning flags or whatever it is they do the rest of the time. So. Oh, my. Well, you got to go that way, man. By the way, uh, Justin is a local kid. He went to Hart High in Didn't Santa Clarita. Yeah. Go that's, Buffaloes. Okay. <laughs> and that's my great news. My great news is a, a program that's been going on for a few months that I just found out about. It's called Papa. Have you guys heard about Papa? It's a rent a grandkid organization. Oh, oh no. This is not No, no, this no. Isn't good. No, no, sir. It is. It's no. very. Why don't I do mine? Let's get right to Allie's. No, Allie's no, got a longer story. She needs to really work on the details. No, and... no. It's, red, it's for companionship and to help run errands for seniors. They pair you up. There's 300 seniors in the program right now who have, you know, young people, generally people who are involved in the medical industry. They're going to school to learn to be nurses or whatever. And it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of a mutually beneficial thing. They get to learn about health care and those older person gets somebody to help them out with their errands. Oh, these aren't like toddlers. No. Oh, thank no, no, God. No, no, no. In fact, let's oh, meet to... the let, love. Let's meet to 92-year-old Sam who's talking about the program, and I think you'll appreciate the old-timey music that goes All with right. the story from ABC News. <laughs> what are you doing the rest of the day, Sam? They help me grocery shopping. They push a cart. They open the door for me. Thank you. They make sure the sheet belt is on. Have coffee with me. We become friends. We build a rapport. We have lunch and dinner and coffee and 
That's all part of the job, and, you know, nothing could be cooler than that. These old people, many times, A, they need help with their errands, but B, they're lonely. They just don't have a lot of companionship. Here's uh, Andrew Parker, who is the founder of Papa's. Sam uses us on a weekly basis, primarily to get around the neighborhood, to go to the coffee shop, to go to the grocery store. Uh, but what we see from Sam is manly companionship. According to a recent study, more than 40% of senior citizens experience loneliness on a regular basis. By the way, I, love I don't the like sad. where this is going at all, by the I, way. I love the sad piano music behind the lonely stat. You could just picture George Michael from Arrested Development just walking <laughs> off of the screen. Uh, there's more, and it's good. It's Seriously, it's great news. I know you guys are trying to make this creepy, but well, it's, not, it's not like, this isn't like me hiring a teenager and paying her $20 an hour, okay? This is Of course, you went people. with the girl. Sure. Yep. Uh-huh. Old people who, are, who need help. Andrew Parker started Papa a year ago, inspired by his own grandfather. My grandfather, who we called Papa. Who picked the music for this? I don't know, but I love it. Why is it now ragtime? I love it. Uh, He had dementia. He had home care services, but that wasn't really what he needed. Uh, So I just thought one day, why don't we hire a college student? And he absolutely loved it. Um, And so I just thought after that happened, maybe this is a big opportunity to help other older adults. From helping with errands, to playing board games, to going out to eat, to just talking. For $20 an hour, bringing together the old and the young. So there you go. That's the program. Right now it's in multiple cities in Florida. They hope to expand to eight other states in 2019. I think it's a good idea, and I think that's my great news. Okay, that wound up being a great story, Bean. Yeah, I was worried. Well, you guys worried. were making it creepy, not me. What about kids are stupid? What about that? <laughs> wow. Okay, sure. Thank you. This is a really interesting story. I had no idea that there was an organization called the Unity Shop up in Santa Barbara, California. But Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley, the country singer and his actress wife, wound up bringing their two kids there because the boys were acting a bit spoiled and they wanted them to have a more thankful, gracious path. And it's basically a store that is a food bank set up like a supermarket. So Brad and his wife went there and they were so inspired by it that now they are doing it in their Nashville community. So working alongside Brad's alma mater, Belmont University, they're opening up the store, which again is a food bank set up as a supermarket. And Brad said, all of us are one unforeseen disaster away from rock bottom. It's nice to think about a place where when that happens to someone, they can use it to get back on their feet. So the store is going to feature both fresh, non-perishable food items donated by various organizations. And for one year, you're able to go in there and get this free food and get back up on your feet. They hope to serve 3,000 customers per year. That's incredible. That is That is not a good business model. Well, it's not supposed to be a good business model. Um, It's to to help the community, people that that are suffering. And if you think about it, a lot of this is donations. And then when you bring in a Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley, people are going to want to work there. People yeah, are going to want to get in there. So this is a great business model is what I'm saying. Okay. Right? Not I gonna think so. Have, not going to have any kids to rent. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> like that. But, yeah, I just think it's a, such an interesting thing. And the fact that they brought their kids to the one in Santa Barbara to teach their kids about graciousness and empathy and then to be inspired to do that in their own community, I just think that's the ultimate pay it forward, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's my great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock.
Uh, beer mug sitting at the microphone yes. in the studio. And... Yes, mugs was invited. Okay, so turn on the mic. Turn on the mic. Okay. Why is hey. Kevin always surprised? Hmm. I don't know. It's not, a, a, it's not a good point. policy every time Muggs walks in to turn on a mic. I am a team Muggs, first all right. of all, and I am delighted to see him here because this is one of my favorite features that we do on the Kevin Bean Show. It's called Cheers with Beer Mug. Muggs, uh, you covered a topic with the gang at the at the bar that we talked about on the air a couple weeks ago, which is offensive Halloween costumes. Yeah, and I wanted to see what the, uh, I wanted to test the waters to see if anybody would actually be offended by anything at O'Grady's in Granada Hills because this crowd is a rough and tumble one. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I've never been, but I get the impression it's like an Old West saloon. Yeah, yeah. There's like those like flipping doors in the front and there's a spittoon underneath the bar. I'm yeah. a drawing on you. <laughs> Alright, it's time for Cheers with Beer Mug. Hit it, Steve. Beer Mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you... He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh! Beer Mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Oh, 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 wow. Are, pe- are people glad to see you? Okay, turn that down a little bit. Are people glad to see you come or they're like, oh, this dick wants to interview us again? Their faces light up like it was the morning of Christmas right, when I walk in. You have to lie small, dude. <laughs> no one will believe it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Cheers with Muggs. And again, Muggs is arguably drunker than everyone he talks to, as, as he does. I want to ask you, Aaron, what the most offensive Halloween costume you've ever seen was? Well, since I've been a six and a half foot black dildo before, and I've also been a baby, but in a baby doll with my ass cheeks hanging out, I don't think there is anything offensive about Halloween costumes. Oh, offensive one is when people trying to wear a Chinese outfit, and they start like trying to speak like Chinese, but they're not speaking Chinese. So yeah, that's pretty damn offensive. Uh, so it was the Mexican guy painted his face black. And had a KKK costume. Oh. When he ripped off the top mask of the KKK, it looked like a black guy. And then at the bottom of it, it was just a Mexican guy. Uh, so that's pretty much one of the most offensive ones I could think of. That's All right, Monty. Like offensive Russian doll right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? He's hitting everybody. I'm saying. All right, Monty, it's good to see you again, bud. Uh, it's been a while. Oh, it's great seeing you. It's great to see you, buddy. Uh, it's been a while since we last seen each other. So I got to ask you, uh, if you don't mind, how long <laughs> was it from those other interviews until Monty? Because you're noticeably slower. Yeah, there's a, there's a time lapse. Monty came breezing through the doors, I'd say, about 12.45 uh, in the morning. Didn't ask what time. How long was it between the interviews? It was long. Okay. It was long, Kevin. I was uh, a couple down. Okay. What do you what do you think the most or what is the most inappropriate Halloween costume you've ever seen? Now that's a oh my god. The most inappropriate is there an inappropriate Halloween costume? I don't think so. Here's why Muggs loves Monty, because they speak at the same rate. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> They're both, it sounds like we're both playing them at half speed. <laughs> I would probably offend everybody on planet America. Oh. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean it. Like, because 
I love Halloween. I believe that everybody has the badass costumes. I really believe it. I believe. Now, see, I'm deciding on being something. Okay, offensive? Is that what you said? It's a filibuster? That's what I said, <laughs> okay. Mom. So we got that far into it. We got that far into it, and now they're going circling back and right. trying to get to the question. I don't think Monty ever understands the questions, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> okay, offensive? Is that what you said? That's what I said, okay. Mom. I want to be the Ayatollah for Halloween. Timely. <laughs> and they won't even let me, man. Remember they used to have the masks in the 80s and stuff? What the hell happened to us? We're America, for God's sake. We got to do it again, man. Come on. What is happening? Wow. He really wants to be the Ayatollah. Because it was a funny <laughs> costume in the 80s? Yeah. And, they, and who's this they that won't allow it anymore? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know what was wrong with this whole interview? What? You don't have a f beer in your hand. Oh, man, I don't know. You don't need a beer. You are a beer. <laughs> I am a beer. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that. Cheers. Cheers. That's your beer now. That's your beer now. Thank you. <sighs> love you, Monty. You're delicious. I love you too. I love you. Love you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> that is true love oh, right there. Right? Man. I mean, Pete and Ariana can't make it, but these two can. Beer mug and Monty forever. We're the hope. Agreed. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Hey, Jens Kerb. Hi. You, uh, you've been on YouTube a little bit. I'm on YouTube a whole lot. And I find <laughs> some pretty crazy things, and so I have a segment here, and it has a Pretty good theme song. I found this on YouTube. Do 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 on YouTube. Do 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 on YouTube. Do 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 on YouTube. That is beautiful. It's hard to beat that, no matter what clip I bring in. True. You guys know those friends on Facebook that you have that are like selling makeup or like weight loss formulas, and they swear that they're not only good products, but if you join them in this company and you sign up and you get involved in their weird pyramid scheme, you'll also be a millionaire. Sure. Well, I found out on YouTube that rapper Fat Joe is one of those <gasps> people now. No. Yeah. Really? I'm telling you. Tell me it's flat tummy tea. All you got to do is go to the video on YouTube. All you got to type in is Fat Joe Invisible Train. That's that's the video I'm asking you to look up. It is a 30-minute lecture from Joseph oh. Cartagena, professionally known as Fat Joe, at a convention for one of these companies called Market America. It's the parent company of Shop.com, and it, to me, in my humble opinion, seems like the worst. <laughs> uh, he's hyping up a company that sells everyday products like groceries or safari hats or laser <laughs> printers or scrapbook glue. Uh, and the goal of the video is not to sell you these products. It's for you to become a quote-unquote shop consultant. So that way, you're under someone, someone's under you, you just keep recruiting and you make money from everybody's sales oh, and that doesn't sound sketchy does it not at all no well, it's not you a... said pyramid scheme at the beginning i mean aren't these illegal well the trickle down effect of econ economic uh, sales is somewhat illegal but it has to break certain specific laws in order to be banned but yes market america has a bunch of situations in google that i found like ripoffreport.com or debunkingskeptics.com or even one website creatively named marketamericasucks.com <laughs> 
all of those do have some problems with it, especially because to sign up, you have to pay a setup fee, a yearly fee, a monthly fee. Holy crap. All of this stuff sounds like a nightmare. But let's hear how Fat Joe has turned one of these conventions into what I think sounds like a hot 97 summer jam. I don't hear you, my Market America family. Where you at? Where's my Market America family? Excuse me, you. Miss with the white hoodie from Taiwan. Tap the guy next to you. Tap the guy next to you. I want you to ask him if he speaks money. Money's the universal language. Uh, All right. So this is just Fat Joe up on a stage. He's dressed like Pitbull, like in one of those like tan suits where you're like half pop star, half Coke dealer. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and he's like sweating. Uh, now you might be wondering, why does Fat Joe have to do this when he's had hit rap songs before? What is he thinking? Well, here's his explanation. I told you last time, lean back. 47 weeks, number one in America. I might have made $5 million off of lean back. Now, residually, because they play it in, in, in radio stations and in movies, now I'd be lucky to make 150000 residually. Had I made, in 07, $5 million with Market America, today I'd be making six, seven, eight million million, $8 million for the rest of my life and pass it on to my kids. I don't believe you. I don't either. Yeah, not uh, sure. I think this sounds fake because all you're doing is selling like sun lotion and little gnomes for your front yard. <laughs> but uh, you said scrap scrapbook glue, though. I mean, there. come on. How could you not make money on that? Well, I'll tell you one way. A 2017 legal accusation that this company is involved in racketeering mm. and a claim that 90% of the sellers don't receive even a penny. <laughs> so maybe Fat Joe understands the limits of a company like this and understands the real uh, like effects that could happen. Oh, listen in. If they think you're crazy when you start it, make some noise. But let me tell you what's crazy. Let me tell you what I think is crazy. Lisa Grant has a husband that's a pilot. She bought him a private eight-seater plane. That's crazy. That's crazy. So all of us can do that? Oh, every single one of us could just sign in and become our own Fat Joe. That's great news. So much so that out in public, it becomes a bit of a nuisance. When my daughter Azariah's school, we have Miss Estella. Miss Estella's a beautiful elderly lady, and I love her. And I'm, one day I seen her, and uh, I gave her a bottle of isotonic OPC3, right? I said, Miss Estella, man, here's these vitamins. Please, just take, oh, Mr. Joe, Miss. I said, please, Miss Estella, here, have it. It's, it's good. It's going to help you. It helped me. I had sciatica. That's a pain from my ass down to the ankle. Okay, cool. I'm going to get my daughter in after, in, in after school, and somebody's screaming in the background, and of course, it's Miss Estella. She's jumping, Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe. She's chasing the truck. Like the bionic woman or something, right? And I said, oh, Mrs. Stella, because she's so beautiful. Mrs. Stella, how you? The stuff you gave me, it is life in a bottle. <laughs> I don't oh. think that happened, Fat Joe. <laughs> that, none of it. And then she lifted up the car. Yeah, and she was Amazing. like, uh, she's like, pyramid scheme. <laughs> uh, also, at the convention, he announces that his new single is called Stressed, and it features Jennifer Lopez. And this is what I want to focus on. It's a mediocre jam, but Fat Joe reveals something about his new songwriting process. <laughs> I'm a rapper. I have a day job. So I make music. I just dropped a new single just in time for convention two days ago. All right. Featuring Jennifer Lopez. And when I made the record, guess what I did? I talked about teamwork makes the dream work. 
I talked about motives. I talked about market America. You know why? Because market America is in my DNA. Okay, right. so just to take a step back, mm -hmm. Fat Joe is part of a pyramid scheme, mm -hmm. and he's including those mentions of a pyramid scheme in his songs. Oh, no. Th this is the lyric. So he now is, just so you know, the people on your Facebook, the people on your Instagram who are selling things and it's weird and they're like, become a millionaire, sell this lip liner. Right. Fat Joe, the rapper, Joe Cartagena, used to be friends with Big Pun, all of those things, hip-hop royalty, he's just as annoying as your Aunt Ilda, who <laughs> repeatedly posts on Facebook about how you two can work from home. I hate That's it. insane. And I found that on YouTube. I found this on YouTube. Do, 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 do. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie's here now. Time for what's happening. Guys, Coldplay. 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 They're the subject of an upcoming documentary titled A Head Full of Dreams. It's going to be shown in theaters for one night only on November 14th and then followed by an exclusive run on Amazon Prime a couple days later. Here's the thing. The film is going to track the band spanning over 20 years. Oh, wow. They have footage of frontman Chris Martin still wearing braces on his teeth, promising that the group will one day, quote, be absolutely huge. That's with funny. braces. Oh, I can't wait to see this. This looks incredible. And then along with a new documentary, Coldplay has unveiled three new live recordings, including a 2016 cover of the BG Stayin' Alive that was recorded at the Glassbury, Glastonbury Festival with Barry Gibb, plus some concert versions of Us Against the World and Don't Panic. And those tracks are available on Amazon Music starting October 26th. So if you want to see that movie again, only in theaters for one night on November 14th, but then on Amazon Prime beginning November 16th. Have you guys ever gone? Yes. To one of those one night only events. Only one. And it was Muse three months oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Three months Good ago, one. four months ago. Yeah. And it's great because the sound is so Incredible, much better. Right? Yeah. It's really fun. But yeah, that's the only one I've gone to. I wouldn't mind going to this one. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I love Chris Martin. I do too. What a delight. I miss his braces though. I, I really wish he was... would bring back the braces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going just for the braces. Let's let's all be honest. Everyone think, wants to uh, see that. I think Ali Siegel knows to what to get you for uh, for Christmas. <laughs> it's a, a painting of Chris Martin with braces. Oh, that's so true. Brilliant. Yeah, we need to see if Ali is going to um, do some special ones for people. Some commissions, again, like she did last Christmas. She's the artist that did the uh, picture that's on the Kevin and Bean billboards yes. and everything else. Everyone is braces. No one knows why, mm. but it's fine. We love it. You have nutty friends, that's why. Well, ain't that the truth. You guys, electric cars, spaceships, underground tunnels, solar panels, and now tequila. Elon Musk is looking to make his own brand of tequila. He is already Filled out an application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to trademark, I mean, quite the name, Tesla Kila. Really? Oh, Come no. on, Elon. Really? You're, you're supposed to be smart. Tesla Kila. Come on, Tesla Kila. So At least try. Oh, you're better than this. Come on. 
Tesla Kila. Yeah, that's kind of weak. Right? Yeah, very weak. Not like Ode Musk, right? I mean, I don't know that that's the final answer either. Elon on the floor? No. That doesn't... Okay. Maybe that's what happened is they were in a boardroom right? and came up with like three they're like, mm, Tesla, Tesla. Tesla Kila. Yeah. I'm confused. Now, Tesla is... Do you... Do I can't we, remember. Oh, is there any, do we have any kind of background on what it is he did? Like, wh- why? How come why, every story ends up here? Why is he so famous, Chip? Do you know? Hmm. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. You know, figures from history rap against each other. This particular one is Nikola Tesla, who, of course, came up with the Tesla <laughs> automobile, uh-huh. and Thomas Edison. It's weird weird to think that there's somebody somewhere writing a rap for the guy that invented the Tesla car. <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> it is Kevin. weird. It is very weird. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, Lethal Weapon in the news again, you guys. So, it returned for its third season last month, and Sean William Scott took over as a series regular, stepped in for Clay Crawford, who was let go last season. He couldn't get along with Damon Wayans. He had numerous um, warnings about his behavior. Um, And then Damon Wayans, about a week and a half ago, said randomly during an interview, yeah, this will be my last season. I'm quitting the show in December. I'm just, I'm too old for this too long of days i want to try to find my smile again and people are like what what is happening on that set well now fox has ordered two additional episodes of lethal weapon (laughs) (laughs) sorry dude (laughs) trying to kill david (laughs) trying to kill david (laughs) and he has been confirmed to return for those two episodes so now the third season of the police drama Lethal Weapon, now totaling 15 episodes, apparently none of which Damon Wayans wanted to do. Hmm. This is, they're, they're trying seem, to kill him. Doesn't seem great, no. It doesn't seem great at all. Well, this is really interesting news. My, you know Michael Buble, the singer. Yes, sure. And his young son had a really scary battle with cancer. He had liver cancer, um, diagnosed mm. in 2016. And Michael Buble did an interview with the Daily Mail on Saturday, and he said, this is my last interview. I'm retiring from the business. I've made the perfect record, and now I can leave at the very top. And his new album, Love, is set to be released in November. But he's just, you know, he has a new perspective on life. Mm. He just feels no need to be around the music business anymore. Just wants to do other things and really take part in his child's life. That's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it is because you can have a job and work as little as you want if you're Michael Dububle and Mm -hmm. still have plenty of time to be with your family. Right. It's not like they're mutually exclusive. I get taking the time off when his kid was sick, but right. now that they've gotten past that, it feels like, I don't know, he could spend a couple of months a year having a career, right? He's, he's upset that he's lazy. No, no, I'm not upset. <laughs> I just, I'm confused that I don't feel like you can't do both. Well, just for your information, five-year-old Noah is in remission. He mm-hmm. also has a two-year-old and just welcomed a brand-new baby girl in July. Well, There's a lot happening in the Buble home. Then he needs to go on the road. What that dude needs to do. That's why I can't understand it. I'll see you in a year, honey. Beans doubling down yeah. now that he has all that info. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. Good Lord. Thank God he made a perfect album, though. I'm excited to hear that. I do love that he said it's the perfect record and he can leave at the very top. Uh-huh. Um, to a lot of people, 
he is at the very top. So let's let's let Michael Bublé have this. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know that they're running it by us, but okay, we'll we'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday to Penny Marshall, Dominic West, and Genuine, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Monday mornings mean our friend Andrew Siciliano hosted the NFL Network's Up to the Minute and DirecTV's Red Zone channel. By the way, we should get the word out, Andrew, for folks who haven't heard, you have moved to a new time on the NFL Network. How's that working out for you? Uh, Yeah. Why? Thank you, guys. Uh, 1 o'clock Eastern, uh, 10 a.m. Specific. Specific. Uh, It's working out well. Yes, it's working out well despite the fact that I get up very early in the morning. Yeah. Because... You guys get up at, like, midnight. <laughs> we do, pretty much. Well, there's a lot of yes. ground to cover. I am not ready for snow games, but it's happened. We're, they're here now. The snow has arrived to the NFL season. Let's go ahead and start with our undefeated Los Angeles Rams. How uh, uncommon is it for somebody to rush for over 200 yards in a single game like Todd Gurley did? Gurley did. It is It is quite uncommon. However, there's usually maybe three or four a year. What, what I think is kind of eye-opening about that is that he could have had like 250 and Sean McVay admitted afterwards that in the fourth quarter he got a little pass happy the Rams had the lead and they threw more than they should have Jared took a couple of sacks and the game maybe got a little tighter than it could have been but what's what's ridiculous here is how bad the Broncos are at stopping the run in the last two weeks so they lost to the Jets last week and the Rams beat them yesterday they have given up 593 yards rushing. That is not a typo. Wow. Wow. That's not 593 great. yards rushing. And the Rams are the only undefeated team left. Yay. Mm. Yeah, the only undefeated team. And even though the last two weeks were tight, they're really, really good. <laughs> I, I mean, I would almost, and, and this is kind of like old man logic you know i would have them i'd rather have them play tight games to prove that they could play tight games I, I, look they the, if you go back to the vikings game two weeks ago and they gave up 30 something at home but jared played perfect you say oh well it's concerning but big deal they outscored him then you go last week seattle again they give up 30 I, I think it is concerning those two games you're giving up 60 points and you're winning this one their defense played well um, and they made all the plays when they had to. And if you're going to run for 270 yards, I, I don't think that's ever a bad thing. Yeah. What is concerning is the injuries now. I mean, Cooper Cup did come back at halftime, although he only played that one series. Roger Saffold has an injury, which could be concerning because their offensive line has played so well. Um, that when, when you're the last undefeated team, you say you shouldn't have any concerns. It's about staying healthy and staying healthy for January. We should mention, uh, although it wasn't much of a game, the Chargers looked great uh, this week as well. And I'm sorry to see that your beloved Cleveland Browns have fallen down back to earth, Andrew. Oh, yeah, they're back to earth at 2-3-1. and one. No, they, they just plummeted. Um, the, the Chargers, by the way, I mean, like the Chargers have won 11 of 14 games if you go back to last year. Wow. And, and the only two teams they lost to this year are the Rams and the Chiefs. Right, but here's the crazy no shame thing. in that. So the Chargers are not going to play another home game until the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that uh, seems because they're going to London because they're going to London and then they got a bye week, right? So, right. So they're going to London, which is technically a home game because they gave up a game in Carson to go to London. So they go to London, then they get the bye after London, then they play two games on the road, and then they come home. Wow. So they go forty-one days. Between home games. That almost doesn't seem fair. 
it doesn't seem fair. Did you say they're, they're staying, staying in Cleveland? Cleveland? That's the most offensive part. <laughs> and then they're flying to one. I mean, go ahead. I mean, kick a pity down. I am, uh, I am shocked that there are flights to London from Cleveland. I would not think that people from oh, Cleveland would fly. Of course. Oh, you got to connect. Yeah, of course. You think they're flying fly commercial? It would be ridiculous. Oh, that's true. That's you a really you, you good point. You think the Chargers are going united and changing planes <laughs> to work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. All right. Uh, Andrew Siciliano on the line from the NFL Network. How does Marcus Mariota feel this morning as he wakes up? Okay, so here's the thing about Marcus Mariota. He um, he got sacked 11 times, which is bad. Like like it's one sack away from the all time record for t- in the, the the worst was 12. I can't remember who Wait, got in it. In one game. In one game, the Chiefs. Oh. I think years ago, hi Allie, hi. sacked someone 12 times. Uh, so the the what the Ravens did yesterday was sack Marcus Mariota 11 times. But here's the here's the worst part of it. They sacked him more than he completed forward passes. So he got sacked 11 times. He completed 10 forward passes. It was so horribly uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that's not what you want. I'm sad for him. I I see games where a guy gets taken down five or six times, and it feels like a nightmare for that player. I can't imagine what 11 is like. Uh, 11. They also lost, and they also uh, got shut out. And the Ravens' defense has not allowed a touchdown in the second half the entire season. They are very good. What about the Chiefs and the Patriots? I was, that was my next question, which is, you said old, you, know, you were playing old man there. There's a real old man in Tom Brady out on the field doing fourth-quarter magic again at 65 years old. <laughs> He's making fourth-quarter magic at 74 <laughs> years old. He, if you guys saw that running touchdown that he did, yes. I mean, 84. Easy. He just looks so old. It took him so long to go four yards. I thought it was amazing, too, how the walker didn't get in the way. <laughs> you know, it, it, the crazy thing about that is that so the, the kid who almost tackled him, I'll say kid because he, he's a kid, relatively speaking. His name is Breland Speaks, and he almost had Tom Brady sacked, but you saw he kind of had him around the waist and then let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He admitted afterwards that... As he was getting to him, he saw Brady's arm moving, so he assumed he was throwing. And the new rules were in the back of his head. He thought Brady gave the ball up and so didn't want to angrily throw him to the Foxborough turf because he figured that would be a penalty because he thought the ball had been thrown. After the game, uh, Tom Brady had this to say. I can just about walk. I can't hardly walk. I can't see too far and I can't hear too good. <laughs> Was that smart football thinking on that Chiefs player, uh, or did he misread it? And it's the sign of the times. And sign of the both, times. Yes, I think you should say. Uh, it happened a couple of weeks ago in a Titans-Bills game. Same thing. Someone let Mariota go. Uh, which, for Mariota's sake, was a good thing because he got sacked 11 times two weeks later, but they let him go, and he made a play after that. So, um, yeah, it, okay. it's kind of the way it, it goes these days. But that game featured 17 scores. Mm-hmm. It didn't punt until four minutes were left in the game. Tyreek Hill is amazing. Obnoxious New England fans threw beer on him and gave him the bird after his third touchdown when he yeah. ran up into the wall. Um it was a preview of the AFC Championship game. It was the game of the year, and it got a 14 and a half in the ratings. It was amazing. Hmm. It was amazing. Listen to Allie. Hmm. Allie, Allie, even a game like that, you don't regret giving up football. 
I don't, because he just said uh, Boston fans <laughs> threw beer at a guy that strangled his pregnant girlfriend. Way to go, Boston fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the uh, opposing opinion. Uh, Andrew, a very exciting week. So with the new schedule and the new 10 a.m. time, are you on? Are you back on Mondays again? Uh, no Mondays. No Mondays. Okay, so the rest of no the week. Mondays. My Monday, guys, guys, the energy exerted for this. Just too Every much. Monday morning. Uh, just, just, just this segment? I'm concerned with. Just this segment, okay. yeah. Wow. Yes, you okay. know this. All right, we will uh, let you head back <laughs> to uh, head back to bed. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Allie, I miss you. Thanks for participating. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. 106.7 K-Rock? No, please. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's Kevin and Bean Show. Dude, we're, we're halfway through the month already. It's yeah. practically Halloween. Halloween. It's not a matter of getting closer to Halloween. It's a matter of being a crappy song. How dare you? What I'm saying is we should play it more the closer we get. Oh, I don't know. What's happening? Come on. What's happening? We can sing it. Behind a tree. I wish that the tree was What's up, Ben? For the life of me. I don't know what's happening. Oh, it's a shame. I've got two This is even worse, so... I apologize. <laughs> Just trying to do a little holiday cheer. By the way, speaking of Halloween, I'm not proud of this, but I'm going to admit it because we were talking about candy corn last week, which is the greatest of all Halloween candies. I bought and by my... the greatest, you mean the worst. The greatest. I bought myself a bag. I tried not to do it. I bought myself an 11-ounce bag <laughs> of harvest corn, which is the candy corn that has the chocolate on the tip, Okay. Ate it all. Is it into just an, the tip? Into it, just the tip. Ate huh. it. All, ate the whole bag by myself in oh. two and a half days. I am terrified to know how much sugar that is and how many calories that is and how much rubber that is. But it was so good, you guys. I Stop love it. this time Stop. of year with I the think, candy corn. I, I love lying. it. I really do. I think he's, he's lying. Ate a whole I candle. think there's people who claim they like mm -hmm. it and people who hate it. Yeah. The honest not, ones. Yeah. And I'm then, not, but no one really loves no it. I'm not going to bring up again that they sell billions of pounds of it mm. every year in America. People love it. They people buy, it, buy for, it to not eat. They buy it for gifts for other people who then throw it away and or pass it on to someone I'm else. saying I love candy corn. I'm saying you're lying. That's what I've said. Jensen, I, what are you saying? I, I enjoy candy corn. I've Thank said it you. many times. Lie. I even like the pumpkin one that's a little larger. That's, that's good, too. The same flavor, yeah. Is it the same candle flavor as... <laughs> the candle no? flavor? It's oh. just sugar. How could you not Sorry. like just... It's pure sugar, you guys. Oh, Listen please. to him. That's so all angry. it is. How could you not like it? Kevin, you love sugar. It you should love candy like corn. Ass. That's why. It's not. It tastes like ass. I did post a picture of candy corn this weekend because it is everywhere. Posted mm -hmm. on my Instagram. And a bunch of people did write back positive messages about candy corn. Oh, how about that? Huh. Yeah. There's other people out there who lie. No. I see. I get it. Well, I'm sure, Bean, do we have very strong palates? Do you feel you do? Like um, food-wise? I don't know. What do you mean by strong palate? Like do, you, like, do you have a good taste? Like, I feel like I have a strong taste. I think what we... What we're eating is good. Of course it is. It's delicious. Yeah. I love it, and I, I have it year-round. <laughs> Candy corn should be embarrassed. It's the worst thing about Halloween. Do you stock up like a panic room, Bean, or do you find... I do. Oh, okay. All I right. do. Yeah, I always buy right after Halloween. I stock up so that I have plenty to get me through the summer. Right. Yeah, because, man, those those months can be long without that candy corn. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jensen, you made a song about this? Well, it's a it's a pretty large uh, subject of contention around here. Yeah, and I felt that the one thing that wasn't getting enough attention 
was that maybe this is offensive to the actual candy corn. You're worried about the candy? Yeah. Hey, I know you see me. I don't know why you keep passing on me. Every Halloween, it's the same story. I don't know why. Is it because we look like wax? Tastes like ass. <laughs> Just give candy corn some love. Halloween's a celebration, kids all in the streets. A holiday that's focused on costumes and tasty treats. You think there's no way that October could end tragic, but it's hard for a candy that people consider plastic. I'm candy corn and life isn't great. I'm at the bottom of a list of candies that people hate. But then there's Bean, he's the person I have to thank. Between sips of spoiled chocolate milk and awful fruitcake. He praises all my efforts and I never make him sick. And he's the only man on earth who doesn't think I taste like So when you celebrate and think Halloween is great, keep in mind that candy corn just can never catch a break. Candy corn, yellow, orange, white. Can anybody just treat me? That's Omar doing Len. Candy corn, <laughs> yellow, orange, white. I just want to feel all right. Oh, so Imagine a world where a young child is born and can pick any snack but selects candy corn. <laughs> Bean passes on Tootsie Rolls and Reese's Pieces to pick a seasonal snack that legit tastes like feces. It's endearing I'm his first pick because he's a grown man who loves Taylor Swift. So we know his taste is perfect. No need to fight it. Put a candy corn in your mouth, though you won't like it. But that's the life that I live. Aww. Ugh. Something's gotta give. This Halloween, it's time to take the holiday back and commit to candy corn, though we always taste like crap. crap. Candy corn, yellow, orange, white. Can anybody just treat me right? Candy corn, yellow, orange, white. I just wanna feel alright. Yeah, don't sleep on candy corn anymore. Hmm. We're not effing around. We're the most serious Halloween candy that you can get, despite the fact that we taste like dentures. <laughs> I feel like even candy corn has mixed the feelings about candy corn. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Is it too late for me to get into Fortnite? Yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's not too late for... start at any time, right? It's not too late for anyone else. Are you trying to go pro? <laughs> but just for you. <laughs> yes. I'm He's decided. got a tutor. He's that's ready. My new, that's my new strategy. <laughs> uh, director from The Ringer, Stephanie Snowden. By the way, actual close personal friend of yours, Allie? Is that true? She is indeed. But oh. don't hold that against her. She's got a lot of great She can still be good, right? Yes. By the way, she wants to be known as director at Ringer, also resident Fortnite expert, gamer extraordinaire. That mm. was her text to me, so wow. that's what we're going with. That's what we're going with. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Our so pleasure. You let me, you know, you let me decide what I would like to be referred to as. It's either going to be that or Khaleesi, so oh, okay. I feel like you guys All right. the end of it. Okay, <laughs> that's got good. Khaleesi on the line. <laughs> all right, dumb, uh, dumb question. Now, these guys all know more about uh, Fortnite than I do. Dumb question. You're really, really good at it. Is it a game that you can win, or is it a game that you can be ranked at? Uh, yes. So there is a ranking system. Um, there's a bit of a pro scene, um, which is mostly dominated by streamers at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, Fortnite esports is sort of in its infancy. And um, as the game has just absolutely taken off into the mainstream, you're going to see more and more tournaments pop up and some televised events. And um, 
I am, you know, I'm I'm above average, but I'm certainly not uh, about to quit my day job. I'll put it that way. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> now, if someone isn't uh, if unsexy old and they're listening right now, an old person, uh, they should know that this game is it's like a video game, a lot like Hunger Games, where you would mm-hmm. get dropped off on an island and then you're up against a hundred different people to basically survive attacks from all those people. Right? Mm-hmm. It's that easy. Right. Yeah, so the, the game mode's called Battle Royale, and it's named after the Japanese film that came out, I think, in the 80s or 90s. And I haven't actually seen it in its entirety. But Stephanie, that's it's a great movie. Um, Stephanie, it's a great movie. You yeah, should watch it. I should probably watch it. I, I, here I am talking about it. I'm like, I think <laughs> this happened. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so Battle Royale's just inherently a high-stakes game mode. You know, it's like last man standing, essentially. So... I think the game has become super popular, one, because it's free to play. So it's just this massive influx of people that could try it and see what it was like. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, there are bragging rights built into it, it's fast-paced. You can play a lot of different, you know, play styles and see what suits you. And some of it's luck and some of it's strategy. And and I think that that atmosphere and that, that game mode creates a really fun experience and, and the problem and that's why so many people the love it. problem i say in quotes is that people are playing this for hours on end which is why the canucks they instituted a fortnight ban for the season because players were coming to practices and to games exhausted because they were playing on the road and they were playing all night yeah so we're seeing this we're seeing this a lot i think um the, I, I don't know. I have I have an interesting opinion about this. I, I think you, did, you obviously have to know your boundaries, but I think a lot of the players on the team, I think Patrick Lane was the first person to be like, you know, the Canucks were just looking for a scapegoat, and Fortnite was the easiest thing to blame when we weren't sure. performing. Oh, as well as just like a up. Winnipeg Jet, right? Snapping. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're seeing it in the NFL. I think uh, the Lakers play – you know, there was a report that came out, you know, last season that Larry Nance Jr. had played 10 hours straight before a Cavs game. So oh, my not necessarily God. like you can lie about it because half of them are streaming while they're playing. So if you right. go on Twitch, you know, you know when they're online or you can look at your friends list and see if they're playing. And so um, it is addictive in a way. I will use that word in quotation marks because I think, you know, a lot of things are addictive and, you know, you can – you can find a lot of things to blame. Um, would you rather have your players going out to a club at night or would you rather have them at home playing video games and maybe staying up too late? I don't know. That's I mean, are those are those my only time, two options? If those I'm, are the only two options. If I'm a yes. coach, I'm like, hey, you're a professional <laughs> athlete. Do that. Get right. some sleep. Right, yeah. exactly. This is overrated. <laughs> All right, I have, uh, this is uh, Stephanie Stone on the line here. We're talking about, she's the director of The uh, Ringer. We're talking about Fortnite, the most uh, popular video game in the world right now. And, and here's a question I have for you because it's a very violent game, right, with lots of people getting killed in lots of different ways. Am I right about that, Stephanie? Um, yes and no. I would say, like, violent, yes, it's a first-person shooter, so a sense, like, there is gun violence, but um, there's no blood, there's no gore. Um, the whole sort of game style is sort of cartoon-like. Oh, okay. Um, so even when you die, it's called being eliminated or knocked down. So I just I think am, I'm is... surprised there hasn't been a politician that has come out against it. I guess that's my point. Is it, does this, it, I feel like at some point it's so popular, it's gotten into the mainstream so much that there's going to be backlash from, from some asshat. Or parents. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think if you, in comparison to a lot of other games that are out there, it looks incredibly tame. Um, it has like, it doesn't really have a maturity or violence rating on it. I don't think so. Um, but you know, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 came out on Friday. That game is, um, significantly more violent right. and, um, you can adjust some of the graphic violence settings in it, actually, if you would like your character to bleed out less or explode less. Um, which is I'm always wild. hoping to bleed out less. It's <laughs> right? an option yeah, I'm always setting. There was a player last season, also Andre Drummond from the NBA, who admitted that he clearly was addicted. I mean, what are you talking about, Jensen? Uh, well, it wasn't that. Guy. He's, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. He's dead. Uh, but I, I do think that this is going to be a problem because there, there's a lot of articles about like internet addiction and athletes because they're always traveling and in their hotel room. And another thing is that that athletes on Instagram, right? can set yep. up set up like relationships with women in every city now. So coaches mm -hmm. used to be like, well, if they go to a club, it's kind of tiring and a lot of guys don't like going out. Mm -hmm. But now they can just sit in their hotel room and talk to women in every city through Instagram. True. So yeah. and, then, and then they're up all night mm, playing right? playing Fortnite. I see what you're <laughs> uh, saying. And so yeah. that, it's all a problem. <laughs> yeah, not a knock on athletes. When you're on the road like that, it's extremely difficult, and it's certainly not to generalize that, you know, all of them are addicted to something or, you know, texting their side chick or uh, playing Fortnite into the wee hours of the morning. But, sure. you know, I think it's lonely when you're on the road, and the case that I will make for, you know, if you're going to stay in and play games. So, I, you know, Luka Doncic was just in China and he brought his PS4 with him, and he plugged it in his ho in his hotel room, and he played Fortnite almost the whole time that they were in China, and with his teammates for a lot of it. And so the ca the case that I will make is that, you know, if you're playing Fortnite in a squad, so there's three modes: you can play solo, duo, or squads, which is a four stack of people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're playing with your teammates, a lot of the a, a lot of what you're doing is shot calling and communicating. So it's social and, and it's, yeah, it can bonding. be good. They're bonding. Yeah, okay. yeah they're bonding. You there know, you go. It lends itself in a way to. You know, team building. I would say this and is a, this is a stretch, Stephanie. I, 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 I'm going to allow it. This is a stretch. Her. I support her. Hey, Stephanie, real quick. Um, once Red Dead Redemption Two comes out, will we ever um, see you again? You'll or? never see me again. Okay, That's just making sure. The game of the year, everyone. Okay, game of the sure. year. Yeah, game of the year. I think between that and uh, Fallout seventy six comes out in November, and Super Smash comes out in December, we are in peak. Okay. Gaming season, such well, good releases. So. Have, uh, have a great holiday season, Stephanie, <laughs> and we'll talk to you in 2019. Thanks so much for coming thank on the you. Kevin Abid Show. I will, uh, send you greetings from my lady cave, and uh, thank you for having me on. You, you bet. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Time for our final look at uh, what's happening here with Allie McKay. Guys, the Dodgers are back in town. The game's at 4.39 p.m. tonight. Mm -hmm. We're all very excited. But if you were listening to the game on Saturday, listening to Joe Buck there discussing Vin Scully, saying it would be an honor to get up, take the headset off, sterilize it, and hand it to Vin. Basically an open invitation for Vin Scully to come on in and just call an inning. And I like that he has to sterilize his That's earphones. I'm too. very concerned about yeah. what Joe Buck is doing <laughs> in that booth. But 
in typical Vin Scully form. He declined very respectfully. He said, I don't want to just take a bow. I just don't feel right doing that. He just doesn't want to impose in any way, take away from the Dodgers. He doesn't want people focusing like, Vin Scully showed up to the game. He also probably doesn't want to be seen as a jinx, right? Well, maybe maybe that too, yeah. All right, because didn't he uh, throw out the first pitch, but then he didn't really throw it out. Last year, didn't he give the ball to Fernando Valenzuela, and he threw the ball, and then they lost that game, and people were like, oh, Vin Scully is a jinx. And I'm like, you are awful saying that about Vin Scully. And people were like, shut up, lady. Are we needed for any of this? Nope. <laughs> I don't know why you're the only one who brought up him being a jinx. And now you're mad at other people for saying oh, it. Says a jinx. Right? Thank you, Jensen. <laughs> right? So, long story short, don't expect him to be in the booth. I'm not going to do it now because there's two out and the base is empty. But sometime during the game, if you've been like the way I have been, looking at players with these big beards, oh. I decided hmm. I'm going to do a little research on beards. So during the game, yeah, there's plenty of them around. <laughs> we'll tell you a couple of stories as we go through it. Two down, second inning, no score. This is what I would like to do. I'd like Joe oh. Buck to hand his sterilized headphones over to Vid and then Vid to have something he's been dying to talk about on the radio. <laughs> would people put up with that from any other announcer oh, than Ben Scully? There's- well, there's plenty of that in all baseball booths. Harry there's a Carey. lot of time to kill. Yeah, Harry yeah. Carey was a real time killer. Yeah, you have to you be. You have to be in baseball. You have, yeah, you have yeah. to be. You have to you know, use whatever you got. And first pitch, fastball, first right. First of all, they say way back to the dawn of humanity, beards evolved, number one, because ladies like them. And number two, it was the idea of frightening off adversaries and wild animals. By the way, I've got like three more minutes of tape <laughs> of Vin talking about beards. I love him so much. I do, I do miss him. And when you're listening to the game, when you're listening to uh, Monday and Snyder call the games on AM570 and they have the little uh, return back to the programming in Vin's voice, mm-hmm. he's like, now let's go back to the booth. You're like, oh, Vin. <laughs> Good to hear him again. I do miss him very, very much. Well, um, this is fantastic news for royal watchers. Awful news for Kevin. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are expecting their first child in the spring. Kensington kids love it. Kensington Palace uh, shared that news earlier this morning. Uh, Here's the thing. Uh, Spring is any time from March 20th to June 21st. So Kevin, we have no idea how long you're going to have to hear about this. Well, I guarantee that it will be every day between now and them. For then. sure. Yeah, because... For sure. oh, so this is a... Uh... This is an April the Giraffe situation where we don't even know when she's going to pop. We don't know. They just <laughs> said we, sometime in the spring. But don't we know by the chimney if it's white smoke? Or if it's, <laughs> I think that's the I Pope. think that's the Pope. Yeah. Hey, oh. hey Kevin, what, is, uh, what does Harry's grandmother, the Queen, have to say about the good news? Hello, this baby's going to be better than everyone else. <laughs> Nailed one of it. Kevin's rare impressions. <laughs> Thank you. Kevin, you haven't heard it's a hot one. Well, let me see, Kevin, if I can... In- can I interest you in any way, shape, or form? No. What if... I think the monarchy is stupid. What if you could get a lot of money by betting on the baby name? Harry and Meghan's first child, will it be Victoria? 8 to 1. Albert, 10 to 1. Arthur, 10 to 1. Philip, 10 to 1. (gasps) We can make some serious money. DeMarcus. DeMarcus. 12 to 1. 
That's probably twelve hundred to one. <laughs> what do you Count think about Smokula. that? Count okay, Smokula. Yeah. It's a good name. Um, can you bet on the sex of the child too? By the way, I would imagine boy or girl, you should be able to. Uh, you would think so. Yeah, they're doing everything from uh, birth month, weight, hair color. And in this question, to me, uh-huh. is all other betting on sports and gambling in Vegas and all that gone? No, so this it's, is it's my only still, chance to gamble. It's all still there, but then this no. is something. Okay. Allie has thoughts on what she would like to see the baby named. I think it would be. I hope she shares them with us right now. I think it would be lovely if they named her Diana. That would be even money. Yeah, I don't even. I think you'd lose money. Why didn't William name Charlotte Diana, by the way? Because she loved Harry more. Okay. Oh, All right. God. I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to suggest Shusha as the name. Shusha. X-U-X-A. Oh, that's lovely. Like the old uh, You know what it Latin reminds TV me of? I'm thinking of, uh-huh. it reminds me a little what? of, a, oh, yeah, a waste of time. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry All right. about that. Um, speaking of waste of time, Kanye West has returned to social media. After more than a week away, you guys, did we miss him? He made it a whole week. He returned to Twitter on Saturday night with a nearly 10-minute periscope uh-huh. where he talked about mind control and apparently a conversation that he had with Twitter chief Jack Dorsey. Here's one of his quotes. I feel like when people tell me what to do, I feel like they're touching my brain. They're trying to control our minds. They're trying to control my mind when someone tells me what to do and what I can wear and what I can't wear. I feel like they're touching my brain. I have that audio, and I have plenty of other audio clips, if you want them, from Kanye. Or we could save them for tomorrow when we have more time. I'd like to hear one, just a tease. Yeah, let's hear one. All right. How about this one, Jensen? You know Kanye. Mm -hmm. You know, I just got back my IQ scores, and they were Minster level, 133, 98th percentile. Like, straight up Sigmund Freud, Tesla vibes. I mean... (laughs) Likely? <laughs> no, not likely. <laughs> no? No. 133, you guys. Uh, no, it's not likely. Well, let's do schedule we, that in for tomorrow. Yeah. Let's do one more. Okay. Like, I've, I've for, forgotten how to talk not clear because I'm so programmed <laughs> to talk clear, to sound so proper. Right? That's very true. Awesome. He, he can't talk not clear, you guys. Uh, I'm bummed. Charlemagne the God was supposed to have like a sit-down talk with him tonight in New York about mental health. And, oh, wow. and Charlemagne just canceled it, being like, it just doesn't seem like the right time uh. to talk mental health with someone who's in a bit of a breakdown. Yeah. yeah. It, it does appear that, well, he said he was off his meds. But then again, he also said last week at his meeting with Trump in the Oval Office that he was misdiagnosed. He is not bipolar. He's just really tired. Well, I hope someone helps him. I do, too. I Social agree. media told you that people didn't like me, but everybody loves me. <laughs> everybody loves Jay. That is how I live with myself being the new addition in Kevin and Bean, mm-hmm. though. So I get it. <laughs> oh, trust me. I had to tell myself that for over a year. <laughs> Good times. Hey, some birthdays for you. How about director, actress Penny Marshall? He's from The Affair. He's from The Wire. So many other things. Dominic West and a man that I mean he had a hit song with Pony but it is uh, should have been called horse it should have been called huge (laughs) horse yeah huge huge stallion right because you're saying (laughs) I'm saying we all saw the picture genuine happy birthday to whoever comes in contact with that can I ride your mini pony (laughs) and that's what's happening
Thank you, Allie. Um, on your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning. And on the Kevin and Bean Show, uh, we have uh, comedian Taylor Williamson, one of our favorites in studio. We have a, uh, Ant-Man and the Disc DVDs and an Xbox to give away tomorrow morning. Oh, I loved Ant-Man and the Disc. That was so good. <laughs> did I say Ant-Man and the Disc? You did. Ant-Man and the Wasp? Ant-Man and the Disc is the worst <laughs> movie in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> and we have passes to see the gorillas at the HD Radio Sound Space and at Demon Days tomorrow as well. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.